Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the record, try not to fight when we record. But for this solar return, Mars oh God, okay. and our moon are squaring in no, the third. Conjunct in sorry, Gemini. Sorry. Conjunct in Gemini. See? So we've been fighting a little bit more recently. I actually saw an astrologer at the beginning of the year that was like, I sense you and your sibling are having a lot of issues with communication and maybe there's a lot of tension. And I was like, yeah. Actually. Centered around tone. Yeah. And he was like, it's centered around tone. And I'm like, this is exactly why we're in therapy. How did you know? And he was like, well, the moon and Mars are conjunct in Gemini, which is communication and siblings and yeah that was that was really interesting so i was like well. yeah you talk a little bit louder too you're a little low okay welcome back double teamed fam how are we doing today so today we're, we're doing a short and sweet q a episode yep, um, because not, we forgot <laughs> no story times a live show is literally tomorrow and we've got a lot of shit to do so okay first we've been stressed stressed and which usually makes us fight more yeah that's true I shouldn't say fight, argue, bicker, like we don't, you know, we're not like duking it out, you know. Okay, so one of our lovely listeners wrote in, he was like, oh, he has a keen question. When you are being a dom, how concerned are you about hurting your partner too much? I'm asking because I'm kind of fixated on it and it seems to be a significant impediment to exploring my interests. I say you need to trust your submissive that they'll let you know and communicate when they've you know, started to reach their limit. For example, if you use a yellow or if you use a number system or whatever that may be, like you got to trust that your sub will communicate it. And if they don't, you know, definitely have some discussions around that. But also, you know, just in the beginning, as you're exploring this dynamic, be super communicative about pain levels, you know, desired levels, etc. Start a little bit and be like, what are you at? And maybe they're like at a four and then you ask them, where do you want to be? And they're like, okay, I want to be at a five or I want to be at a three. And that lets you know, okay, I can amp it up a little bit or I can dial it back. So those were some of the tactics I remember that my doms used that I really liked. And I've used that before as well with other submissives in like topping situations. So something that I would recommend there, but uh, yeah, I think it's just a matter of like communication. Also for whoever submitted this question, I was just going to say thank you for sending these questions in. I will keep you updated on all things. And thank you for the lovely message. Another question that they had, same person submitting. What are your policies on red receipts? Have red receipts ever been an issue in a relationship for either of you? I can answer this because I actually have mine on for everyone. I have my red receipts on for everyone. So do I. So (laughs) do you? Yeah, I do. I know you have them on for me. No, I turn them on for everybody. Anyways, if I don't want to read your message, I will delete it. (laughs) Really? You can do that? Yeah, then they don't see that you read it. Wait, I didn't know that. But you just delete the whole thread? Yeah, but that's with like people that like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me to keep the thread. Obviously with like the people, like for example, I have some text threads that have not been deleted since day one. Nikki being one of them, my mom, yeah, um, my ex-partner, my ex-husband, and my current partner slash boyfriend. 
I have not deleted those texts. And my... um. Well, probably because you read the messages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our family thread. My thing on red receipts, and let me look at the question one more time. What's your policy? I don't have a policy on them. However... It's not a, it's not a policy. And here's one thing. It's a preference for me. For, for, yeah. For me, it's a preference. I also, just because I understand that everybody has different day-to-day schedules. So, like, if I see... I know that I have my red receipts on. If I open a message, I will try to respond to it as soon as I open it. I don't want to open it and leave them on red and then be like, ah, fuck, you know. And I've done that before. And then I usually apologize. Like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to leave you on red for two days. I was just really busy. But generally, I like to. I like to respond fairly quickly. Now, of course, like, yeah, there comes times when, like, for example, my current partner, he'll read my message, but then he has shit to do and he can't respond till later. And that's totally fine. So I think when it comes to red receipts, you just have to understand the the time when a person sees your message to the time that they get to respond might vary person to person and not to take it personally or internalize it if you think they left you. Now, if someone like truly leaves, leaves you on red, like I'm sorry, but again, that just kind of gives you a hint whether they're into you or not. I don't have a policy on it, but I definitely have a preference. So like if they have their red receipts on, that is a big bonus for me. Uh, because if they don't have their red receipts on, like, and it's been three days, I'm going to assume you read it, but I just want to know, like, when you read it. Chances are it was probably within, like, five minutes of receiving it. No, exactly. I, and that's the thing about, like, you know, not not having red receipts on is, like, I know you read it at some point. So, like, whether you choose to respond to it or not, like, yeah. okay. I will say one of my friends with benefits has his red receipts on sporadically. Sometimes he turns them off and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> You must be seeing someone. Actually, um, yeah. Wait, hold on. Can I continue? That, hold on. Before you continue, I'll say something. If you have your red receipts on and then, then you, you turn, turn them, them off, off red, red flag. flag. That's a big red, red flag. flag. I'm sorry. Like, red flag. Why are you going back on why this? Why did you turn them off? Like, why did you need to go What from, are you hiding? What are you hiding? I just want to know. And then I have actually called uh, one of my friends with benefits out when he turned them off and then back on, and then off again, and then on again. I was like, what is this, like, back and forth with the red receipts? Yeah. Just, I told him, I'm like, for me, leave them the fuck on. We've been seeing each other two years. Like, I, we know each other well enough. Like, I know you leave me on red all the time. You know, you don't respond to some messages when you don't want to. Leave them on. I don't give a shit. I, like, Anyways. for example, one time I accidentally turned my red receipts off for, with my ex-partner, and, like, he called it out immediately. He was like, <laughs> all hell broke loose. He was like, why are your red receipts off now? And I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't even notice. Sorry, dude. And I turned them back on. Yeah, but I have them on. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I can't respond either, but like I want people to know that like I've seen their message and like I'll get to it when I get to it. Okay, now to the Q&A from our um, Instagram. Guys, please stop asking us about rimming. You already know we like, we like rimming. rimming. We're pro-rimming. <laughs> really love anyone who's pro-rimming clean your butt i have a great story about this by the way wait oh wait what's the story uh, <laughs> it was just a really cute moment i actually uh, had a dream i was rimming a girl the other night um and it was really hot and i, I had like not dreamed about rimming and i was like okay here we are let's explore it okay what was the funny story so the funny story is the other day my my boyfriend and i were hooking up in my on my in my room and we paused to take a break and like I was like licking like his taint and his balls and like we've talked about like you know rimming before 
both parties receiving and giving because we're both fans and uh, it was just it was the cutest thing so like we go into the bathroom I forgot what it was to like get lube or something I can't remember and he was like wait did you like want to eat my ass and I was like yeah maybe (laughs) and like he he takes a napkin and like wipes his butt again (laughs) and it was like I thought the cutest thing which like of course like he was already cleaned down there like both showered whatever but like I just found that to be like so cute I don't know like why points if he had used like a baby wipe (laughs) no exactly exactly but I just like I thought that was so freaking adorable like you know I always I always appreciate a dude who like takes care of their like butt and their asshole because like men sometimes y'all really need to do that like whether it's shaving or trimming or just like you know keeping the area neat like he does that and i really appreciate it nikki where'd you go i needed lotion on my arms okay nikki took a quick lotion break well my arms look ashy as fuck when it comes to the q a's we got like four questions about rimming and we get questions about rimming every single time and just let you know we're big we're big fans of rimming i don't think we need to go over it we had a clip about rimming go viral 1.2 million people so I mean, talk about how much I love rimming. So we also get a lot of questions about OnlyFans. We don't have spicy content on our Patreon. I think there's like an ass pic of Cami from like a sex party. And you can, if you want to find the spiciest content we'll post, will be either on Patreon or on Sunroom. But we don't have OnlyFans. That's it. Yeah. We got a surprising number of questions on body branding. I'm not someone that has experiments. What is that? Like, so it, it creates iron? like a, yeah, but like it creates a scar because it burns the skin. So it's not like a tattoo, but it's like a similar sentiment. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that's my understanding of body branding. So I knew a couple that branded the, each other. Who? Uh, when I worked at Chili's in college. And what did, what did the scar look like? I've never seen it. Well, on, on they someone. used fucking razor blades. Oh! <gasps> That's not branding. That's cutting. Okay. Well, it was like, and they were so proud of it too. And I'm like, it was like the worst little like, like they wrote each other's names by like cutting it into their skin and it left like a thin white. I did not like it. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, when it comes to like body branding, like, man, I think for just me, just get a tattoo. No, I'm not even that. They Honestly. can be removed. <laughs> They can be removed. Um, and I'm sure like, you know, the skin regenerates. I think it's like every seven years you have a completely new set of skin, something like that. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a scientist. However, so I don't know, maybe the scar will fade over time. I guess it depends on like how deep you go with the with the branding or the burn. I don't know much about it, but what I will say is um, it'd have to be a really fucking special person for me to uh, tattoo them, brand them, or marry them. So, yep. <laughs> that's just my personal take All on right, it. Nah. You're so dramatic on the mirroring, but yes. <laughs> okay, one one of the questions that I really liked was someone said, I really fucked up and manipulated someone. It was when my mental health was bad. How do I make it up to them or get them back? If not, how to move on? It's been a year. Oh, wow. Well, that's tough. A, I think, I mean, we don't have the context of the situation or how you ma- manipulated them, but I think it's important to note that like everyone fucks up. Now, that doesn't excuse what you did, but in terms of like, letting it go for yourself and keeping your side of the street clean if you haven't apologized to the person do you so. know do so and then also 
you know, with yourself, just kind of look at the situation, be like, hey, what what did I do wrong here? Why did I do this? How can I prevent my, like, I'm in a better place now. You said it was because your mental health was bad. I'm assuming now if it's in a good place, you know, but just thinking future tense, whatever, like, okay, how can I prevent myself from doing this again if I find myself in a low point again or something like that? So I think, well, in my opinion, so for example, I had a friends with benefits that we used to have a lot of arguments about my non-monogamy because like he knew about it, was very like cool with it. Did he think it was manipulation? Or no, no, no. I guess, well, I should say, I should put it this way. He was cool with it until he started getting feelings for me. And then he really, really struggled with insecurities and like with wondering like why I was seeing him essentially like all these things. And so he would like most of the time it was great, but sometimes he would have these like random episodes of just like, like lashing out at me and like bottling up his emotions and like, you know, ignoring me because he like didn't want to talk to me and blah, blah, blah. And so at one point we decided like, okay, maybe this isn't healthy. Like, let's just take a break and like kind of, um, I guess like end things essentially. And then I, you know, during our break or whatever, he started going to therapy. He started journaling. He finally started using the journal that I gave him. He started doing a lot of inner work. Um, and then one day he was like, Hey, I'd really like to, um, talk to you. And I hadn't heard from him from in like months. And I was like, okay. And so I went over there and he basically just like apologized for everything that he did. He was like, look, I wasn't in a healthy place. I lashed out at you for reasons that I shouldn't have. I didn't treat you fairly. Da, 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 da. And, and I was just like, so touched by his apology, but also like, I just, I really started to see all the work that he was doing in therapy and to like better himself and like improve, you know, his mental health. So I think like showing them what you've done to get yourself out of that space and like showing, showing them the growth that you've achieved can be like a really great way to put actions to the the words and also actions to, you know, the apologies and like whatever it is that you've said and like, you know, changing the patterns because now, you know, him and I are at a place where we can like, you know, be friends again. And like, he knows I have other partners every once in a while we sleep together but like he doesn't lash out like he used to. He's like in a much healthier place. He even asked if I wanted to be in a relationship, a non-monogamous one. I'm just not ready for that. I talked to you guys about that. But anyways, so I like I said, actions show them show them your growth. Is my would be my. That's final. a great yeah. point. Yep. Ooh, someone said, how do I build trust with a dom while keeping non-monogamous boundaries? I am 42 and new to kink. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say I would say like with communication. And just, and through your actions too, you know, show them that you're going to uphold those boundaries, show them that you're going to be willing to have the conversations about like what, how those boundaries affect you, how your non-monogamy affects your dynamic, da 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 I don't know that one. I feel like I need a little bit more context, but I wish you well in it. And yeah, just open lines of, how do I build trust with a dom while keeping non-monogamous boundaries? Um, Yeah. I mean, trust takes time. Just take it slow. Yeah. Take it slow. And I would say have really deep conversations about what you two are wanting to accomplish out of this, what you're looking, you know, what are you wanting to feel during sessions? What are you wanting to explore? But take it really slow. Someone asked, have you tried a golden shower? I've had people pee on me in the shower, which I really enjoy. Um, Same. But I don't, I've never tried it in a dry setting. I'd be curious to try it in a dry setting. I'm the type of person that I only like to get wet when I want to get wet. Like if it's raining and I'm not ready to get wet, then I don't want to be out there, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to like a guy peeing on me, 
It'd have to be someone that I really like. I'd probably have to be really turned on. Yeah, I'd have so. to be. I'd have to be really turned on. But like, it would shower be hot if it was like three really hot dudes peeing on me. Shower peeing. Oh, so hot. I love it. I feel like I'm being. I'm trying to think marked. if that would be if I would be cool with a woman peeing on me. Someone said, how do I introduce BDSM into my life if I've never had sex or been in a relationship? I'm 19. Man, slow down. You slow down. However, I mean, I love... I understand. I love the enthusiasm. There is a way to approach kink without sex or um, romantic relationships involved. Reading books. Start with topping. But they've also never had sex or been in a relationship. Yeah, but they can still flog someone and kind of explore power exchanges that aren't sexual. Yeah, but But I would would start with... I'm just remembering me at 19. my, My first... My my first recommendation is start reading books about BDSM. Um, yeah, start with education. And if you don't like books, um, there are a lot of podcasts. Ask a sub. Shit, what are some of the other kinky pods? Um, American Sex. Yeah, covers kink. I mean, there are a lot of them, but I'm like suddenly blanking. Yeah, um, but there are also a lot of creators. Hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of uh, creators on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, oh, I really like this question. I'm infatuated with my best friend. I have. Or wait, which one is this? Oh, I'm truly infatuated with one of, with one of my two. What? You're like right here. Sorry, okay. with one of my two best friends who are engaged to each other. Help, oh sis. Keep that a fantasy. <laughs> Keep that a fantasy. Unless they propose a threesome with you, and you don't want to ruin the friendship. I mean, unless it's I like... I guarantee you the, the sex wouldn't be as bomb as you think it yeah, would be. Yeah, I I think a lot of the times, and this is something that. Nadej has really like helped me see and we've talked about this on our episodes with Nadej before but like a lot of the times your fantasies and like your infatuations are just that fantasies and infatuations and you might not actually like how it becomes in real life Mm -hmm. so I mean my advice there if you want to keep the friendship and these people are monogamous I would steer clear if they're non-monogamous and Approach slowly. Approach slowly. And keep in mind that it could forever alter the friendship. Yeah. I mean, because like, like Nikki and I have said before, we have friends that we fuck and friends, friends that, that we, we don't, don't fuck. fuck. And the don't fuck friends are never going into the fuck friends list. Yeah. Because that would truly alter the relationship. And I don't want to Exactly. Yeah, no. So. um, Someone asked, what is your favorite way to be approached by a man? Okay. If you're a guy and you want to approach a girl at a bar or anywhere i think my best advice would be to like i don't know i try not to start off with anything that's like outside of your comfort zone so for example like if you're not someone that like is really like smooth and suave and like charismatic like don't try to go for like a pickup line that like you know you heard on a tiktok and now you're like okay i'm gonna try this and see if it works but like i'm kind of a nervous person like it's it's not gonna go over well like just be yourself um but honestly like i love it when a guy actually like strikes up a conversation about like you know something that interests me which you're not gonna know what interests me just looking at me but you know depending on the environment you could probably gauge <laughs> it's funny because the other day nikki and i were at the gym 
and we were at the counter buying a protein shake. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys that we always see there, like... That's comes, a personal trainer. Yeah, that's a personal trainer. We both had, like, our earbuds in listening to music, and he, like, comes up between us, and I, I like, moved out of the way. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, you know, like, are we in your way? Like... <laughs> I didn't realize he was trying to talk to us. I'm over here like panicking because like, you know, I, I thought we were getting in his way of like getting to the desk. Um, and he was just like, hey, you know, I always see y'all around here. Um, what are your names? Yeah. What are yeah. your names? Like we were like, Cammy, Nikki. And he was like, what are y'all doing? And, you know, we just, you know, or what are y'all working so out? So we just started up a conversation. Yeah. So smooth, easy. Yeah. What One I- of the things that you can do now, this is very straightforward, but it at least cuts to that awkward I have a boyfriend line is if you're at a bar and you want to approach a girl you can just walk up to her walk up to her and I this one guy told me this is what he does every time and it works every time he would just walk up to a girl and be like hi are you single and then depending on their answer if he if they said no he'd follow up with well I'd love to talk to you and get to know you are you okay with that and then oh love that love that also keep in mind like how close you are when you approach them yes I cannot not do not get too close I can't stand it when a guy gets too close and like unless you're Idris Elba don't touch me yeah (laughs) Don't touch me anywhere without like me kind of like initiating that maybe like, it I'm needs okay to with be that. at minimum like this much arms length arms, arms length. length why because anything closer than that and it comes off creepy it comes off creepy and it comes now off, like, unless you're, you're like at a club and it's absolutely fucking packed, packed. that's a little different that's a little different but even then, like I've seen guys like at the club that like you know they kind of come up to you but they still kind of like lean away a little bit so but if not- they're like if they're coming in like yeah. <laughs> YouTube so <soda. laughs> I yeah it's just it's too it's, just, it's it, too forward it makes me want to like back the fuck up and for us I don't know if it's because we're like air signs but like I need space I need space I don't even like when my partners touch me in public <laughs> to be honest I love PDA so it's different for me I, I'm not a big PDA person I really have to like the person to like be okay with some level of PDA I'm discovering that there are a lot of things that I'm just like, I have to really like you to be okay with it. <laughs> but another question was, can you come back from cheating? Is it once a cheater, always a cheater? I hate this phrase. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I've cheated before. It is so situational. Yeah. I've cheated on a partner that I was with for two years. And I didn't cheat on a partner that I was with for four years. You yeah. Know, like, it's like, same. And I feel like for me, what it was is like, it was a matter of finally like learning how to like communicate my needs and communicate. And, and what it, yeah, keep going. Uh, well, communicate my needs, communicate um, if I like felt that, you know, there was like something that wasn't being met or something that like was causing me to like have those feelings. But also, I guess in my non-monogamy journey, cheating looks a little bit different, but like, I feel like if there's a lot of communication around like boundaries and such, then it like really kind of alleviates the the pressure or the idea of being cheating however i do think you can come back from it i think you can grow from it well i'm not i not even like just non-monogamy but also like thinking of monogamous relationships i think the important the important part is at the end of the day what's going to prevent you from cheating quote unquote is a get really clear on what the other person's definition of cheating is b get really clear on your boundaries and how you communicate what you need because those two things right there will prevent any cheating situation c like at the end of the day it's also motive 
And also you're really clear on each other's needs. Yeah, Yeah, clear on each other's needs. And it is and it is kind of on motive because, you know, you can love someone, but if they continually like cross a boundary or not meet a need that you've spoken about, that probably gives you more, you know, want to go explore something else. So, yeah, you just you have to be able to communicate what you need and then they have to be able to. I don't know, give it to you and... Well, no, but I'll negotiate if they can or cannot give it to you. Yeah, negotiate. Like, have that discussion. But, like, I know, you know, Kimmy always says I sound so transactional, but, like, relationships are so much a negotiation. No, it is. I never said they weren't. They are, absolutely. Stand up for yourself, you know, and... But I I really don't like the phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater, because it is very much situational and based on the person and based on the relationship. You know, I think the more you grow and the more you're able to speak on your needs and your you know, your wants and your boundaries, the better your relationship is going to be. So, and then there hope that helps. Um, okay. A new partner wants to explore anal sex. What are the best ways to prep physically? Um, Ashley Manta has an anal booty, uh, course. What does she call it? Booty boss queen. I can't remember. Anyways, Ashley Manta, I'll link it in the bio. You can check it out there. Uh, but also my best advice for all of it is prep the sphincters take a lot of time preparing the area with like a vibrator fingers lube lots and lots of lube preferably silicone and relaxing breathing communication those things are all going to really help you throughout anal someone said i asked you a question a few weeks back but i didn't get a response i'm really sorry if we don't get to respond to your questions sometimes we get an influx and it's hard to get to all of them but Um, also if your question was like Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you like finger binging? I don't know. <laughs> okay. What color are we wearing to the live show? I'm in pink. Kami's uh, in plum. I don't know what Steph is wearing, but um, we love pink and purple. So anything of that variation. <clears throat> How do you overcome or work through the jealousy that comes up naturally in an open relationship? You- Actually, I'm going to discuss it at the live show. Um, you talk about it. So, but also you got to face your jealousy and you got to get to you the really cause do. of it. So, which is funny because I've come up with that recent. I've come up on that recently. Jealousy always boils down to normally, you know, fear of something, fear of loss, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of. Yeah. And actually, that's what I was telling or I was talking about that with my new boyfriend and actually his wife as well. We were discussing it at a sex party the other day. Funny enough. Mm. But because she said that she was like, I don't think it's jealousy. I think it just comes down to fear. And then we got Mm -hmm. um, we were. not cuddling we're just like talking and someone came up and disrupted the conversation but it is true jealousy does boil down to a fear of something and you have to be able to face that for yourself and discuss it yep what's nikki's take on face sitting like do i sit on other people's faces hell yeah do i like it when people sit on my face hell yeah so i am pro face sitting coming out to your family friends is non-monogamous oh (laughs) i know this person hey love you it feels a lot like coming out as a different sexual orientation 
and some people are gonna be cool with it some people are uh gonna be projecting a lot of their insecurities onto you because of it some people just you know may not agree with it but will hopefully at least still be respectful of it you never know what you're gonna get uh but I don't know, live your life, you know, life's too short to try and hide parts of ourselves. And so I stopped doing that a long time ago. Let them know what's the worst they can do. If they don't want to talk to you anymore, then they're just, you know, maybe they weren't really meant to be in your life. Also, I'm sorry, but you don't need to have your parents be proud of you and, you know, approve of your actions if you're over the age of 18. That's one thing that I was thinking about the other day, you know, like in our comment section all the time, people are like, your parents must be so proud because, you know, we have a podcast where we talk about our sex lives extensively and, you know, maybe to some people that's like, you know, vulgar and not like a a thing that your parents would be proud of. And I was thinking about it. I love my parents dearly. I'm very thankful that they put me on this earth. I appreciate their DNA and the work that they put into trying to raise me to be a good human. I think they did a phenomenal job. However, I'm not on this earth to solely please them. Like, I think if that was the point, like if that, if that's what all of us came here on this earth to do, um, it'd be a pretty sad existence, uh, because you know, they've got their own shit that they're dealing with at the end of the day, they're humans too. So for me, you know, do I want to make them proud? Yes. Do I want to be someone, you know, that they, you know, look at all the stuff that I put in my content and everything and they're like, Oh my God, love it. You know, even actually, I hope they don't listen to it ever, but regardless, yeah, like, where are you going with that? <laughs> You're right. At the end of the, like, would I love uh, for them to be proud of me? Yes, I do think my mother is proud of me. However, I don't seek their, like, validation in that form because, like, I'm proud of me and I'm doing what makes me happy. And, you know, when I see my mom that she's just happy that I'm doing what, what makes me happy, then that, for me, is enough. Yeah, I was going to say, I spent the better half of all my college years trying to make my parents proud and it just made me depressed, so... Because all I wanted was validation. So, give that to yourself. Someone said, I'm afraid to go to a sex party because there might be yucky people seeing me fuck. I saw that one too, and I'm sorry, but that's ego. That is all ego. A, I I don't even know what your definition of yucky people is. But if if you're talking about, like, if someone's yucky because they're not, like, the standard beauty model that people go by. Or you don't find them attractive. Or you don't find them attractive, like... Chances are, like, when you go to a sex party, you're not going to find every single person attractive. And they might be watching you fuck. Exactly. And so, like, maybe you shouldn't be there if, like, you're afraid to have someone that you're not attracted to watch you have sex. So, I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes, like, that that's a tough one just because, like, it maybe it makes us feel uncomfortable if we're not attracted to them. I don't necessarily relate to that. I don't want to say you're not valid in, in your feeling here, but I'm just saying, like, maybe do a deep dive and, and try to understand, you know, why they might be yucky and why that bothers you. I will say one thing that I really appreciated about attending sex parties. A, because you do see a variety of bodies, body types, you know, whatever maybe, And it's really made me look at beauty very differently. Different. You can find beauty in just about everybody. Exactly. You know, I've definitely like seen people at sex parties that like normally, and I've watched them have sex and normally, you know, they're not my you know type or they're not someone that I'd be attracted to but like in that moment I'm watching them have sex with someone else and like you see the beauty in it and you see like you you see their body differently in a way so um I yeah don't keep an open mind maybe so I guess I don't know like when I go to sex parties I I see a room full of people that you know are all there really cool with each other 
watching each other fuck i never think like oh i don't want that person watching me also i just i really hate the use of the word yucky someone asked how does a 50 plus year old keep the ladies interested i don't know good communication respect maturity maturity how old is idris elba and just overall being a good person idris elba's 50 and he keeps me interested so age is but a number okay i think at the end of the day what really when it it really comes down to attraction is like the energy you exude i really like started tapping into like i'm huge on energy if i feel good around the people that you know i'm with then i know like someone asked how to get over a karmic relationship try Uh. um a what's the candle tie ritual I was going to say, yeah, get a witch involved. Yeah, get a witch involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone asked poly mono relationships, recipe for disaster or nah. I think they can work. However, Wait, what does that even mean? Like one person's polyamorous, the other is monogamous. Uh, yeah, I think we've had a few people. And it makes me feel better by default. I've had that happen with like two of my <laughs> friends with benefits. <laughs> It can work. However, it requires a shit ton of communication. It always comes down to communication. Communication. And also comprehension. Okay. Like, you know. And also just like really understanding if everyone's needs are being met. Because and and making sure that, you know, at every step of the way, everyone feels comfortable in what is going on. But I really do think they can work. My boyfriend of two years broke up with me last night. I've never felt so connected to someone. I am very sorry. Breakups suck. Uh, But someone that's gone through a lot of breakups consensually let me just say the pain will pass and it'll be okay and can you please move great wind something that i love to do after a breakup repeat to yourself every morning love will find me and it will and And it did so one of my favorite quotes from danny that i always love to recite is what's meant for me will always find me and what is meant for me will not pass me yes that's the quote there we go yeah i was gonna say i don't think (laughs) yeah what is meant for you will not pass love will find you keep an open heart and just be yourself let me see do we have any others i feel like we're just like and i apologize that this is going at a really fast pace um but i do have a doctor's appointment i gotta get to yeah and i have to get to work (laughs) and also can what about cooking Ooh, how do i ask him the what are we question keep this anonymous please Girl, I'm not going to out you. Okay, what are you going to do? Say your Instagram. <laughs> okay, at. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I Here is how I would approach the what are we question if I want to ask it. And I want to frame it in a way where it doesn't come off as the what are we question. I would go into it saying, hey, I really like you. I really like the time that we've been spending together. I really would like to get an understanding of where your energy is at and where your feelings are so that I can gauge how to proceed as we continue with this relationship in terms of my emotional involvement. Can you repeat that? (laughs) (laughs) Just repeat it one more time. Okay, so let them know like, hey, I'm really enjoying the time we're spending together. I really value our like whatever it is that you have, you know, like a friendship. I really like the sex, whatever it is. I'd really like to understand how you're feeling and where your, you know, head or heart is at so that I can get a better understanding of like how to move forward with this connection from an emotional standpoint. I like that. 
It's not bad. I would it's just a say, really roundabout way of asking what are we, but it makes you sound very educated. It makes you sound like you have your shit together and it makes you sound like you're just wanting to know how they're feeling about everything and how they believe you should proceed. I think another way of saying that <laughs> could also be just, <laughs> hey, I'm really enjoying our time together. I'd like to know where you're at and how you'd like to move forward. Okay. That'll do. <laughs> Woo! That'll do it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I have a couple of cute jock straps, but I want some prettier underwear and I don't know how to ask my wife. Um, oh, wait, help, like ask your wife to buy them for you or like ask your wife if you can wear them. Whichever one, um, maybe send her some examples and be like, I would really be excited to try this out. Um, how do you feel about it? Ooh, or yeah, uh, check out oh, the male submissives account is down, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm. I don't know any other. He's you got the just... cross-dressing account. Yeah. Cross-dressery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My best or just buy it for yourself and then maybe, you know, wear it for her one day and just see what she says. You know, that might be a little bit of a of a quick, like doesn't really give her much time to process it. However, it could be an approach. You could ask her just, hey, how do you feel about me trying something a little more? Well, that's what I'm saying. Find some lacy. examples of like what you like and like you could just even see what say she feminine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of questions where um, men in particular um, are asking like, how can I get my significant other to enjoy anal? How can I get my wife to do this? How, how can, can I get I... my girlfriend to give me more, more blowjobs? Yeah. How can I make... You need to communicate. Hey. There is no making someone do something. There is no getting someone to like do something for you. You can be like, hey, I'd really love it if perhaps we spent more time on oral sex um, for me. Is that something that you would be interested in? But also... Do remember, it is nice to receive and give. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want your wife blowing you every day, but you want to go down on her once a week, like, check yourself for a moment. I think a lot of the times with men, it's like, especially when you're, what this is telling me, and this is just from, like, my past experiences as, as a woman, but if you're thinking, how can I make my wife give me more blowjobs, you're not meeting one of her needs. Yeah. Because she probably doesn't want to give it to you if you're not giving something that she wants in return. Because I love blowing the dudes that go down on me consistently. And as for yeah. the person that asked, how can I make them want anal, approach the conversation as, hey, this is something I'd really love to explore. How... Can we do this in a way that would make you feel comfortable? Because I remember they said she was scared about trying it. And I totally get that. And how- it really has to be come from a standpoint of how she's going to feel about it. Yeah. Because like, remember, I don't know. Have you ever shoved something up your ass? Try it. Try it. It's it not- burns. It hurts. Um, so. And, and then it feels good if you get used to it. But Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But y- you, you need to be ready Honestly, to like go at if, her I, pace. if I was someone that was like scared of anal and then my significant other came up to me and was like, hey, I took this entire course on how to prepare for anal. I learned these tips and tricks. I, you know, did this research, blah, 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 blah. I bought this lube. I bought this lube. I got this, you know, toy. That's like a good beginner, blah, blah, blah. 
um, would you be willing to maybe give it a go slowly and um, at whatever pace you'll comfortable for you? Hell fucking yeah, I would do it. So something to keep in mind there. Someone asked uh, milk or dark chocolate. Dark. dark. <laughs> milk dark. chocolate is trash. <laughs> Someone asked, do you both work in the adult entertainment business? For the mm. last time, no. I was in aircraft sales and Kimmy used to do events. So, and now, and now I do a sex podcast, but we're not porn stars. Um, and I don't <laughs> have, <no> ju- <laughs> but we're not, and I have no interest of you. We're not porn stars. Not we're that not I'm star- against it. No, there's nothing wrong with porn I stars. I have many porn star friends and I absolutely love all of them, but it's just not for me. I have. Someone also asked, do y'all have other siblings? Are you slash would you be open with them about your kink poly lives? Um, we have three brothers and another sister. Um, I, we're not that close with three, any of them. Of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're just not that close with them cause they all live apart. Now, do they know of our, do the older, keep in mind, two of our younger brothers are fairly young. So, yeah. um, we definitely don't tell them about our lives. <laughs> Maybe so when we're older, yeah, but we're, not right now. One of them is nine. So he has no business. Knowing, knowing that yeah we're not super our, open with them about it so yeah we're not now. um our other siblings that are about our age we just don't have a lot of contact with them yeah but they do i think they know about it yeah left a long-term relationship and exploring enm how to put myself out there again confidence um how to put yourself out there uh go to events you know like start finding events in your city and like you know meet people so whether that's, you know, sex parties or yoga classes or sound baths or, you know, whatever you like. Those are things I like. Um, you know, whatever it is that you like, go out there and, and meet new people. I remember one of our friends, she started doing like a hiking club here in LA. She's met a ton of friends through that. And then I knew a guy that he he joined like a rock climbing um, club because he really likes rock climbing. And like he met a girlfriend that he had for like a year or two there so um get out there find things that you like to do and just like join some groups as far as confidence look in the mirror every morning and tell yourself i love myself i'm a badass and someone out there is gonna see me and absolutely love me i was gonna say bad bitch some of the i mean whatever you prefer (laughs) yeah i was gonna say some of my favorite like affirmations for like pumping myself up is just reminding myself that love is, I don't know, like abundant and it's out there and the right people will come into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, you know, I'm perfect just the way I am. Everything else is, you know, a bonus. So. A lot of people asking about how to find a third. That is a really tough one. We did an entire episode on it as well. Um it really depends <clears throat> place to place. I think you really have to like get into like the discords and um, honestly, sex parties, the reddits. There are and so many the... great thirds at sex parties. Yeah. So if you can find one out there, you know. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Hope you all enjoyed this. We have so much to do. I need to go eat. Are you going to cook? I guess maybe I can eat when I get back. You want me to cook? I have to work. Okay. Well, then I guess we're not eating because I have to leave. You have to leave right now. In 20 minutes. I'm not, that's not enough time to cook. Well, they don't need to hear all of this. Anyways, (laughs) Um, we'll figure it out. (laughs)
Love you guys. Love you guys. If we're if you're coming to our live show tomorrow, we'll see you in San Francisco. We're so excited. Very excited. Yes, we love you and thank you for your support. And for all the people asking if we're going to come to their city next, I heard like New Jersey, the UK, um, UK, Australia. Calm down. I need Australia. a budget first. Okay. Australia. Yeah, we'd love to make it to all those cities. Um, and hopefully someday we will. Manifesting it. Um, okay, y'all have eight. Yeah, UK. Rest of your I week. really want to go for sure. Anyways, wear condoms. We love you. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.